Welcome to another edition of From the Preacher's Study. We're very glad that you've joined us again for this podcast. We're very thankful for our audience, and it seems like it continues to grow, and we're reaching people not only in the domestic United States, but we're reading, uh, reaching people beyond the borders of this country. And we want to thank you all for taking interest in this and encourage you, uh, both domestically and internationally, to spread the word to others, your neighbors, your friends, your relatives. Uh, we want as many people to hear the word of God as possible. That's what we're trying to exalt here is not ourselves, not our own agenda, not politics, not sociology, but really the pure, unadulterated word of God. And we believe that when the word of God is sown in the hearts of men. It'll do much good for them and bring them to an understanding of their true relationship with their God. So we're very thankful for this. I want to thank also our two deacons who make this possible, uh, Jason Reed, Mark Townsend. Uh, We've talked about them, I think, just about every broadcast. Just so very important that we do that because uh, they make it possible for the work that Bob and I do. Uh, Brother Hutto, of course, you know him. He's the preacher here at the Oak Mountain Church of Christ and very thankful for his work here uh, outside of this podcast for over the many years, his studies and the, the lessons that he brought to us. Uh, but especially I've enjoyed working with him in this unique capacity. And I think we furthered our friendship and working together as fellow laborers in the Lord. Uh, of course, my name is Kevin Clark. And I'm a member here at the Oak Mountain Church of Christ and just have been delighted to be a part of this group and the work that we've done to try to shine the light of God to the hearts of other men. Uh, Brother Bob, we always give each other a chance to make some introductory remarks. I've made mine. Do you have any to, to add to the <laughs> well, occasion? Well, it's, it's a privilege for us, isn't it? To, as Paul says <clears throat> in Philippians chapter 2, verse 16, hold forth, hold forth the word of life. Amen. That's really what we're trying to do is just let the word shine. We, we, make, we interact with the text. Um, we explain and That's illustrate right. uh, to some degree, but it's really the, the word that we want right. to hold forth and put out there mm-hmm. for people's... Uh, thought and 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 contemplation and and grow to understand and develop into the kind of people more and more into the kind of people that god would have us to be and so it's a labor of love as we said last time and just our privilege to be able to uh, have, have a part in this. Amen. We thank you for being uh, attentive listeners. Well, we've been talking about here lately social media and we all understand the very powerful influence that it has in our lives. Uh, just about everything that is done these days is done over social media. So many people uh, spend hours and hours on social media, keeping up with what's going on. They get their news through social media. They contact their friends through social media. <clears throat> they keep up with their grandchildren. And we're going to make the point uh, again that we made the last podcast. We are not here uh, strident uh, uh, condemners of social media. We're not saying social media is inherently evil or wrong because it's not. It's just technology. And technology is neither good nor bad, neither evil nor good, uh, but it is something that can be used for good or it can be used for evil. And that's what we're focusing on, really, those who use social media. How do you use it? And one of the things I wanted to bring out, it was probably implied in what we said last time, is, you know, the, the question may come to mind to some people, well, what, what right does God have to tell us how to use social media? And does the Bible even claim for itself the right to regulate uh, how we uh, interact with one another on social media? And I just want to very quickly address that, that certainly the Bible does uh, address all aspects of our lives. Uh, one of my favorite passages, 2 Corinthians 5, 9 through 11, says, Therefore we make it our aim, whether present or absent, to be well-pleasing to him. For, now listen to this, this is the accountability piece. For we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ, that each one may receive the things done in the body, according to what he has done, whether good or bad. Knowing therefore the terror of the Lord, we persuade men, but we are well known to God. 
and also trust are well known in your consciousness. So Paul tells us by inspiration that there's a day coming, Judgment Day, when we will give account, each one of us individually, for the things that we have done in the body, whether those things are good or whether those things are bad. So whatever we do in the body, we're going to be held accountable for on Judgment Day. So a very simple question. Do we interact with social media in the body? Of course we do. And so that, as with anything else we do in the body, comes under the regulation of God's uh, commands, and we'll be held accountable for that. Uh, another passage that makes it clear that all things that we do in our body are under the, the jurisdiction of God and we'll be held accountable for it. Romans chapter 12, verses 1 through 2, talking to Christian people who have this understanding. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service. And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. So unlike the Old Testament, we're not offering sacrifices in terms of the blood of animals, the blood of goats. Uh, we're not offering turtle doves. We're not offering those sorts of things. The Bible says in the New Testament, we offer ourselves. We're the living sacrifice. And again, I'm not in any way suggesting in the Old Testament that God wasn't concerned about the whole person. He was. But the focus on the New Testament is we are the sacrifice, ourselves, what we, what we are, what we do. And for that to be true, that means everything we do in the body must be done in service to God. It's offered to Him. So how we communicate, how we address each other, how we uh, interact on social media, how we interact on the telephone, how we interact in any way, all of that is to be offered as a sacrifice to God. So again, we just want to establish God absolutely as, his, as our Creator has the right to dictate how we interact and whether it be in social media or otherwise. So now let's get back to something, Bob, that you were talking about last time. Uh, we talked about some of the things that we need to be uh, careful about. One of the things you talked about was the idea that we need to be slow to speak from James chapter 1, 19 through 20, and, and think about what we say before we say it, knowing the permanent nature of this, knowing the influence and the reach that it has. Uh, let's talk about some other uh, principles. What are some other warnings that you would give for those of us who are using social media? Well, I... I I think sometimes people will uh, get upset about something that happens mm -hmm. to them. Maybe they feel like they've been treated unfairly right. or unjustly or some aggravation in their life. And uh, they have a tendency sometimes, well, I know I'm going to post, and it's the angry post, yes. you know, just yes. I'm, I'm outraged at something, right. I'm angry, and so I just lash out. We're sitting in a room by right. ourselves in front of a computer screen. We're not face-to-face -face with anybody, right. and we just let it fly, yep. you know, and, yep. then, and then we hit the send button, yep. and, mm -hmm. uh, you know, we we need to be careful about that, that we don't say things in anger That's right. that later on we wish we had not said and, and really should not have said. Right. And so that applies to our verbal speech, but also mm -hmm. written speech as well. I'm reminded of Ephesians 4 and verse 6, be angry and yet do not sin. Right. Yeah. And so control your anger. Don't let your anger get away from you so that you're impulsively doing things or saying things you shouldn't. Mm -hmm. And so beware of that angry post. Maybe a good, I was thinking about this earlier, a good rule of thumb might be uh, something like, uh, you know, when, 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 when you get in that situation and you're frustrated and you're aggravated, okay, you got to. 24-hour period exactly. before you can post exactly. something. Right. And so right. I'm angry yeah. this afternoon. I'm not going to post anything until right. tomorrow yeah. afternoon about it. And that gives gives you time to calm down a little right. bit and get your thoughts that's together right. That's right. before you just lash out and say things that you, you shouldn't say. So right. that's, that's a potential danger, Absolutely. I think. Uh, the, the angry 
post, the angry Facebook post or in some format like that. And let me piggyback on that. I just couldn't help but think about Romans, I'm sorry, James 1.20, for the wrath of man does not produce the righteousness of God. And so when we're in that wrathful state, James is warning us, what's going to come out of that, the fruit from that is not going to be helpful to God. It's not the righteousness of God. It's not what God would have you to do. And I love your point about, and think about how many times uh, we in our lives have gotten very upset about something and, and we just have these terrible thoughts and maybe we verbalize them and we don't. And yet when we remove ourselves from that situation and we cool off a little bit and we have kind of saner minds and we're thinking, you know, I really overreacted there. Well, what if you had said something during that overreacted state? What if you typed something during that overreacted state? And when you type something, as we said before, it's out there. You cannot take it back. And so let's be careful that we don't get so angry and so upset that we just explode, put things out there that are not becoming of a child of God. Right. There are other problems with social media, of course. You know, it's angry Facebook posts. These Mm -hmm. days, it doesn't matter what you're view is or position on right. this issue or that issue, there seems to be um, a, a great deal of misinformation, mm-hmm. false information. Mm-hmm. And we've talked about how Christians right. are to be people who of integrity. Right. Uh, we're to be truth tellers. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're to, um, uh, Ephesians chapter 4 is a case in point. Therefore, laying aside falsehood, mm-hmm. speak truth, each one of you, with his neighbor. Right. We need to be careful about uh, advancing and promoting and circulating falsehood. Absolutely. Uh, things that are said online or on the internet that are not grounded in truth. That's right. And so we don't want to be purveyors of falsehood. Mm-hmm. And I don't mean we intentionally are trying to deceive someone, but right. we might be spreading inf- misinformation right. that's false. That's right. a falsehood. That's right. And so we're not to do, we're, we're, we're to be truth tellers. There's an emphasis on our integrity and Mm -hmm. honesty. And so we need to keep that in mind when we are posting or reposting or uh, sending information that we've read somewhere, sending that out to others. We don't want to be responsible for promoting lies and untruths and, and falsehood. You know, it reminds me again, James 119, this idea of being slow to speak. Let's be really careful before we get behind something. Let's be very careful before we endorse something. Let's get very, be very careful before we accept something. When you receive something, think critically. Okay, why? It, first, is that true? Why is that true? Is there some support for that? Is there some evidence for that? If there's no support, there's no evidence, or you can't find it, why would you want to promote something that you couldn't prove yourself? You don't know if it's true or not. Well, again, if you're trying to be a true teller and a true feller, and here we are Christians who are bringing the light of the gospel into the lives of men, we don't want to do anything that brings reproach upon us or our God or the church. We don't want to do anything that undermines our influence. And yet, if you're peddling information that is not true, and again, we're not necessarily saying you know it's true, but you just don't know one way or the other, that is too risky of endeavor. You need to either not say anything or do your homework and see, is this correct? Yes, it's correct. Well, now I feel comfortable putting it out there. But too many people just jump on a bandwagon. Something comes to them. They just repost it. They push it out there, not knowing if it's true or not. A couple. Sometimes people will uh, circulate a story or circulate something they've seen. It's got inappropriate content. Oh, in yes, it. yeah. And so I am I might like something that yes. I've seen. It's got all kind of yeah. profanity mm-hmm. and bad language in it. Right. But I like the point of view that a right. person takes. And so I like it or I circulate it or promote it or, or something like that. We need to be very, very careful about that. That's exactly That we right. don't lend our support to uh, ungodly 
images, ungodly language, right. ungodly ideas. I thought Amen. about Ephesians 5 and yeah. verse 11. Mm -hmm. Do not participate mm -hmm. in the unfruitful works of darkness, mm -hmm. but rather reprove them. That's right. And, and when we, uh, you know, resend what we've received or we see something we like, and then we, we, we're responsible for disseminating that, we're participating we are. We in are. that. We're, you know, we're, we're involved. And we don't want to participate and be involved in what, you know, has ungodly material, whether it's ungodly language or concepts or images or anything like that. Right. And so we, we, we want to be careful about that. Yeah, I, I thought about Romans chapter 1 at the very end of the chapter where there's this terrible list of awful things that people do whenever they don't want to retain the knowledge of God in their lives. And then he makes this statement at the very end. It says, Who, knowing the righteous judgment of God, that those who practice such things are deserving of death. Now, here's our line. Not only do the same, but also approve of those who practice them. And so Paul, by the Holy Spirit, says it's not only wrong to do these things, it is equally wrong for you, even if you don't do them, to approve of people who do. And so, as you're saying, we would ne even if we're not the ones who originated the inappropriate conduct, if we like something, if we endorse something, if we push it out, we're approving of what that person has put in there. We're endorsing the message. And the Bible says it's just as wrong to be the one who originated the, the sin or the message that's wrong as it is to be somebody who approves it. So we don't want to approve of anybody who uses profanity. We don't want to approve anybody who puts out misinformation on purpose, who's intentionally deceptive. We don't want to approve of anything that's contrary to God's law. And so, you know, and, and I've, I've seen the situation. You're right, Bob. You'll see something that's got a kernel of truth to it, and you like that but it has something that's inappropriate. And the temptation is to say, oh, well, people understand that I'm really endorsing this. No, they may not understand. You need to, if you want to promote that kernel of truth, you're going to have to extract that from all the ungodliness that's encased in. Because otherwise, again, you're approving of something that the Lord says, we shouldn't speak that way. You wouldn't speak that way yourself. Then why are you right. approving somebody else? To <laughs> right, right, right. There's one other idea that I've, I've, I've thought about, and uh, that's the, the fact that Sometimes people will post things uh, without giving a thought to how this is going to impact other people, especially their brethren, Amen. who may disagree with that. Amen, brother. And so I have a strong view about some issue, and might be in politics or might be something else. Right. And, and so I just, you know, I, I, I either uh, you know resend something that I've seen or type up something I've seen. It's really not a matter of. It's not right. a biblical matter. Right, right, right. It's just, it's just a social matter, political right. matter. Yep. And I've got a strong view. Right. And I just send something out without giving any thought to, you know, there's a brother over there. Right. He takes a, he may take right. a different view. Right. And my language is so strong. Absolutely. That might do some damage to our relationship. Exactly. Yep. And so we need to be careful. Amen. We need to be very careful about that. That's right. Uh, Romans chapter 12, you alluded to that passage a mm -hmm. moment ago. Romans 12, verse 10, be devoted to one another in brotherly love. That's right. Amen. <laughs> you know, sometimes we're not walking in love right. when we don't stop to think, you know, so I think what we think sometimes is, well, I'm right about this and all mm -hmm. right thinking people will agree with me. <laughs> I mean, you know, my arguments are so strong and powerful. Right. Surely everybody sees it the way I do. Right. No, everybody right. doesn't see it the way I do. That's right. And I need to understand that and in in expressing myself, I need to think about, now, if someone were to disagree with me, right. how would they 
how, how would this impact them? That's right. The way that I've said this. Yeah, that's such a powerful point because I know, and this is not preacher talk or made-up stories for purposes of rhetorical use. Uh, I know of situations where individuals have put things out there on politics or uh, social engineering or things that culture wars issues, again, not necessarily biblical issues, and they have turned off some of their brethren to the point where they will have nothing to do with them going forward. I know of a brother who said, look, I'm not going to listen to anything this guy posts again because of something he said that was offensive politically. So as you said, we need to be really careful about what we say when we get heated, especially when it comes to politics. And remember that the ethic of love, Romans 13, 10 says, love does no harm to a neighbor. Therefore, yeah. love is the fulfillment of the law. So we don't ever want to do anything that would hurt our brother, undermine our brother, irritate our brother. Uh, I think also Philippians chapter 2, verses 3 through 4, let nothing be done through selfish ambition or conceit, but in lowness of mind, let each esteem others better than himself. Let each of you look out not only for his own interest, but also for the interests of others. That applies just as much on social media as it does in everyday life. I need to think about how are the things I'm saying and posting and forwarding, how are they affecting my brothers and sisters in Christ? And again, you would never want to say or do anything that is going to undermine your influence with your brothers and sisters in Christ or with the broader word when it comes the world when it comes to spreading the gospel. We just sometimes, Bob, we get caught up in these very narrow-minded thinking and, and we just forget who we're really trying to win. We're trying to win the hearts of man with the uh, gospel of Jesus Christ. And in nothing, nothing is worth uh, damaging our ability to do that effectively. That's right. So I think a lot of this may get back to the idea of you know, slow down. Yes, yes. Slow down and, and think about what you're saying. Right. Make sure that your words are seasoned with salt, right. you know, always graceful. Right. And you can express your opinion, sure. express you your view. Yeah. We're not saying don't do not do that. But just give thought to how is this going to be perceived and how is this going to be received yes. by someone who may, by a brother right. or sister in Christ that may disagree with me That's right. on this. Amen. And that might help us to, you know, just... Just say things in an appropriate way. Amen. You know, it, it, we've run out of time here, but it really it does come out to, you know, Matthew seven twelve and thinking about other people. How would I want to be dealt with? How would I want people to deal with me? And, and Philippians 2, the idea of I need to look out not only for my own interests, but the interests of others. I think sometimes people get very irritated by the idea. You mean I got to be careful about what I say and how I say it? And we talk about people being politically correct. We're not talking about being politically correct. We're talking about being biblically correct. We're talking about using your influence in such a way that you magnify and glorify God. And if we're going to be soul winners for Jesus, yes, we are going to have to think about what we type, what we post, what we like. Yes, Christianity is a thinking person's religion. If you don't like that, then you're not cut out for Christianity. I'm not saying you have to be an Einstein, but I am saying that you have to think about the ramifications and the consequences of what you say and what you do. And if you don't like that, then you're rebelling against God. God tells us love demands that. If I love you, I have to think about how I talk to you, yeah. how you're going to receive the message. And I don't want to go out of my way to say things to annoy you or irritate you or harass you. I'm trying to build you up. I'm trying to make things better. I'm trying to help you get to heaven. So yes, we do have to be mindful of how we communicate, whether we're talking about verbally, over the phone, over uh, typing, uh, whether it's social media. In all aspects, we have to be mindful of the audience and how we're speaking and to do so in a way that magnifies our God and, and, and really aids and assists us in winning the souls of other men. I would just say in closing, you know, just this is, Social media is a good thing. It is. It, it there's is. so much potential for good. Yes, that's right. Let's make sure that we are using it for good, that we're using it to build up and to encourage 
people and, and to teach people. That's right. It, it's such a powerful tool, it's such it an effective tool right. at our disposal. Right. And so let's make sure that we're using it in a productive way. That's right. You know, we've made the comment and we've been told by our deacons here about how many people we're reaching with what we're doing right here. And we praise God for that. That's We're very thankful for that. I hope nobody misconstrues us as a bunch of old troglodytes and we don't care about technology and we want to go back to the sun. No, we, we understand that technology evolves and it moves, but we're just saying the principles of God still govern. Yeah. They never become obsolete. They govern everything we do in this life. We're going to be judged according to that. So let's be careful and use it in such a way that, again, our God will yeah. be pleased That's by right. what we do. Well, we always close out our podcast with a word of prayer. And I'm going to ask Brother Bob to lead us in that at this time. Our Father in heaven, we're thankful for this opportunity. We're thankful that we have the technology we have to uh, teach the gospel in this way. Uh, it's uh, encouraging to us, Father, to know that we're reaching the people who are members of the congregation here at Oak Mountain, but, but others as well, people that we may not know face-to-face. -face. We may never meet, and yet we're able to take your word and communicate it and teach it to those in faraway places. We pray, Father, that the word that we teach will uh, fall upon good and honest hearts and that it will sink deep into those hearts and that it will b bear fruit. It will produce good, good results uh, for your kingdom. Our, our minds, Father, at this particular time have to do with uh, our, our speech and our efforts to communicate, uh, particularly as it regards social media. Help us, Father, to be thoughtful people, th thinking about what we say and what we do, especially, Father, how we represent your Son. Uh, we wear his name. We are Christians, and we want to, in everything we say and do, represent him in in an accurate and appropriate way. And so, Father, help us to, to guard our thoughts and to guard our tongue, to be swift to hear, to be slow to speak, to be slow to anger. Help us to say those things and speak those things that build others up and to uh, encourage them along the way. And help us, Father, to, uh, to be like Barnabas was, sons of encouragement, uh, so that we can uh, uh, encourage people to, uh, to do and to live as they should. Uh, continue to bless our efforts, Father. We know that we're merely servants in your kingdom. We're sowers and planters and waterers, but you give the increase. And, Father, we pray that, uh, that, that you'll do just that in, in these efforts. Go with us, Father. Continue to bless us. Continue to provide the things that we need. We're thankful for your Son who made all this possible. It's in his name that we pray. Amen. Amen.